You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. You know what we should do? We need to get like a, one of those a light, like the Lazy Susan, like from Indiana oh, Jones yeah. in the Temple of Doom, where we just like start spinning you stuff around. You put the dates on one side. Yes. What were they? What were they trading back and the forth? The diamond for Nurhachi. That's what it was. Yes. Oh yeah, it was the beginning of Temple of Doom. And he's like, "What's that? Antidote. The antidote. Antidote to what? To, to the, the poison, poison you just drank, Doctor Jones." Ah, 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 ah. And, and then, then he like skewers a goo. There, there's like. So much death in the first five minutes of Temple of Doom. It's you ridiculous. Know, one of these days we should do a, um, a movies with the best first act that yeah. then just like falls apart. That fall apart. Because I love the first 15, I, 20 minutes of Temple of Doom. I'd probably shave off the first three minutes maybe of what, her, the, song? The, the Anything Goes number. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that's a little bit of a beat down. Even when I was fun. a kid, I was like, this is the best title sequence an Indiana Jones movie's ever had. Like the actual font, yeah. like having that Indiana... And there's Kate Capshaw doing fucking anything, anything goes. goes. Oh, know. come on. It set the tone. <sighs> and that's how we set the tone for this one. <laughs> Great. This is the Editing Bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name's Joe. Mine's Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. <laughs> sometimes they're bad movies. Uh, sometimes they're good movies. They're just not given the proper due. Whatever the case may be, we'll check them out and then come back here and give you our impressions. Uh, except for this month, we're focusing on our favorite things. Our favorite things. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean they have to be holiday movies. I know I suggested it'd be fun if they had a holiday theme to them. And so we started off last week. We did Die Hard, mm-hmm. which for me is Definitely. the perfect Christmas movie. Uh, you were missed, by the way, at the Die Hard party. Oh, man. I, mean, I know. I'm sorry. The I White Elephant it. was... Pretty fucking funny. Oh shit! Uh, Howie, all weekends. I totally screwed Howie with uh, with the with the white elephant thing. Oh yeah, because well, we all picked numbers, right. and whatever numbers were left over, I took. And Sarah, who was working on her show, uh, I ended up giving her the other number first. And I even had Jay stand there, and I'm like, okay, the first one I pick is going to be Sarah's, and then whatever's left over is going to be mine. Yeah. So Sarah got like number number ten, and I got number three. All right. So you know the way we do the white elephant, you pick up a gift, and you cannot you can either unwrap a new one. Or if someone's gone before you and you like something that they have, you could take it from them. Of course. A gift can only change hands twice. Mm-hmm. So that way that third owner is the last one that can have it. Because if you don't do that, people are going to be stealing like all night. Of it's course. Gonna, it's it's a never-ending never yeah. story. So, uh, so we're going through and we're opening up the gifts. And I got like this zombie Texas Ranger thing that Dude. like I was totally gonna give to Jason and Andrea if I ended up. <laughs> with it. Uh, and and like my friend Michelle took it from me. Well, before this, Howie opened up and he got like this really cool Rocket Raccoon like plush of like uh, pop vinyl. Does oh, a plush nice. thing now, and it was Rocket Raccoon. I was like, oh my god, that's so sweet. And so uh, so that was taken from me, and so. I took his rocket raccoon, and the rule is you can't take back immediately from the person that takes from you. Oh, that's right. It's got to be so, somebody yeah. else. Yeah. So, uh, so I took that, and he had to pick another another uh, gift, and it was like this booby water gun. Oh, no. And he was so pissed. Like, he was staring <laughs> me down. And, uh, and so I was like, well, I'm going to tell you what I'm about to do. Sarah's turn's next. Oh. And you know what she just did? Because <laughs> she, she still hadn't shown up. And she was like, yeah, just go ahead and pick for me. So I took it on her behalf. I stole Rocket Raccoon from me, <laughs> so that way she was the third owner, and it was off the Loopholes, table. Loopholes, bitches. Yeah, exactly. That's nice. And so because I felt bad, because now I had to pick something again, 
I took the booby water gun from Howie. Taking so one way, for the team. That way he could get something decent. That's that's the that's <laughs> the the generous thing to do as the host. I guess. I mean, I did feel really bad as the host putting it together that like I exploited the loophole. <laughs> but I also it picked, came back around. I, I picked the shitty prize so exactly. that way he could get something decent. Yeah, yeah. You did something for someone else. But now, what's what sucks worse, uh, being the guy who ends up with the shitty gift? Or being the person who brought the shitty gift that everybody agrees at the party is the shitty gift. You know what? I, I hate being that person. I don't know. I think there's it's an e- it's easier to play off. Yeah. You know, being the guy who brought the shitty gift. But, but everybody like, knows. Everyone gives them that pass. But when you're the yeah. person that ends up with the shitty gift, especially if you've like you put a lot of thought into it and you maybe brought something nice. This is what I'm saying. Because I, I like a nice mix on a white elephant. That like you got some people that brought something cool, mm-hmm. and then people bring gag gifts. socks. But that person that brings the water gun that's shaped like a couple of tits on the end of a gun. I don't know. Like, you're kind of just... selling me on it. Oh, yeah? I'll take that you, off your you hands. You can have it. I'll, yeah. I'll, go, I'll, I'll get it next time. You can totally have that <laughs> For thing. those lonely nights. So, yeah, Die Hard Christmas went well. Um, Jason and Andrea ended up having to bow out as well. He wasn't feeling well this Yeah, weekend. that's too bad. Yeah, it oh, is. Oh, well. But we, had, we still had a great time. Good. Um, but you were missed. Oh, so, thank you. I missed it. So the long way around, Die Hard is my favorite movie, and you know, a favorite Christmas movie, rather. And that's what I started off with, with mm-hmm. my favorite things. And you've kind of done a similar thing this week with your pick. Absolutely. I, I know we didn't have to do holiday movies, but I'm still in that holiday, holiday spirit. It's uh-huh. the holiday season. Uh, and I love Home Alone. And I remember you saying, we brought it up a couple of times on the podcast, and I would bring up Home Alone, and you'd kind of, you'd sneer. I'd scoff. Yeah, scoff. You, you were definitely, there was some scoffage going uh-huh. on. Yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what? I, I think the best episodes that I've heard from people, some of the listeners out there, best episodes are when we when we disagree, uh-huh. uh, or you know have a, have a very different point of views. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, you know what? This is win win. I love this movie. We never get to talk about it. Uh, you not so much. And, so, and maybe uh, maybe this would be a little bit of redemption. Maybe this would be some like scoff drops. Scoff drops for, <laughs> for, for my scoff. We wouldn't. Maybe maybe I'd find something in this movie that I hadn't seen before. Well, let's let's delve into that then. Okay. Joe. All right. So your pick. Again, Home, Home Alone, Alone the Macaulay Culkin 1990 classic. Came out uh, in November something. It was uh, PG-13, an hour and 43 minutes. I was really surprised. So I looked up the Rotten Tomato scores on this, and I, I expected this to be like, you know, at least high 70s, 80s across the board. Uh-huh. The critics, the critics have this at 54%. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense to me. It does, but but uh, I feel redeemed because the audience has it at a at a steady seventy nine. Oh, this had so. this had to be yeah way bigger audience score. I mean, the the movie did gangbusters in the box office, dude. Ridiculous. It was made for eighteen million. Uh, it ended up just in America, it got two hundred eighty five million Holy worldwide. God. Almost over. No, I think it was over five hundred million. It was the highest grossing comedy. Uh, of all time, until that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> like, but I mean, just the margins you're talking about—that it, it cost <laughs> right. 18 million to make, and yeah. you made 500 million. That's on at that least. Movie? That's at least double, Joe. Good God! <laughs> yes, it's definitely at least a, maybe uh, even three times. Who knows? Uh, so how no much? One knows. How much of a of a cut do you think Macaulay Culkin got from that? Uh, he never has to work again. I mean, yeah? right? That's really? that's all we know. They yeah. don't they don't like screw kids out of that pay. On even those even if they did, even if he got screwed. I mean, there's no way he his agent would have negotiated like a like a flat rate. Like he's getting percentage, mm-hmm. even if it was like a point zero zero one percent. He's still fucking set for life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and good for him. He earned it. He deserves it. Yeah, he did. It's that. Uh, well, Uncle Buck certainly wasn't going to pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> was he in that? He was in that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh God, I totally that's how he got cast in this movie. I had no idea. Uh, they they found him on Uncle Buck, and they oh, God. they said they write the. All right. Whenever you read like a director's notes or producer's notes, that we wrote this role for this person. Uh huh. How many t- do you believe that? I uh, believe it about twenty five percent of the time. As someone who's actually written a role based on people that I know, and I'm like, you know what? You're the person that sure. I see doing this. 
uh, like with the the web series that I'm working on writing. Uh, you know, I'm totally writing one of the characters based on Jason Cox. And so I I kind of try to write it with the voice that I hear him using for yep. it. Uh, but when it comes to like a little kid in a house, <laughs> no. I mean, seriously, you, maybe you you wrote the Wet Bandits for Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. Yeah. Maybe you did that. But I mean, you could throw, you really could have thrown just about any kid in this movie. I'm going to put this down right now and say that like oh, no. the saving grace or the reason why, the reason why Home Alone works is not because of Macaulay Culkin. I really don't uh, think it's because of Macaulay Culkin. Dude, he's in like literally every scene, though. How can you say that? I when think he's you, so integral I think to you the could movie. Put, but what I'm saying is, I think you could put just about any kid in that role. Okay, I hear what you're saying. Probably not a great actor. Certainly not at that age. Or, or at least comparing to comparing child, to child actors now dude, are amazing. It, it has come such a long way. And what was passable? Like this guy, Macaulay Culkin, was the pinnacle of like child actors back in 1990. And nowadays, he wouldn't make the cut on no. some sitcom on like a third rate. No, even you know, cable even going channel. back to the Sixth Sense, you compare like oh, Macaulay Culkin to uh, Haley Joel Osment eating his lunch, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but at the time. What did you have to compare it to? He really didn't have anybody yeah, else. Exactly. No, yeah. he was he, he was great. So, even, but even if he wasn't a great actor, he's still fucking adorable. And and I know he's adorable. <sighs> he really he's, is saying those lines, even though you know he's like reading the lines or he's they're being fed to him off screen. I don't care. He slaps his hands on his face every time, and I, I lose it. I don't like Love little it. blonde-haired kids. Oh, you're, oh, really? No, oh, I really don't have a, I don't, I don't have a basis. I really don't. I don't have a bias about it. But I do get this sense from that kid, you know, just watching him do his thing. Like, I just get, I, I watch him in that movie, and I'm like, oh, I bet he was a little bit of a pain in the ass. Oh, sure. I bet, I bet that little kid threw some fits on the set. Uh, you know, he, he he's... There's no twin, too, that you no, can swap out when no, he starts getting cranky. There's no Olsen. You get the one. Uh, but that's just me, you know, <laughs> that's me in my fantasy scenarios, the... Just imagining him like Being an doing asshole. embarrassing shit, doing like the Christian Bale. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, and how was it? Okay, so this movie is all about a kid who's left home alone. Yeah, over the holidays. I feel like we probably don't even have to set this up. Would you say a hundred percent of the people listening to this podcast have seen this movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah easily. Ninety percent of America, I would almost uh-huh. argue. This was one of those movies that, and they don't really do this anymore. That ran for like eight months. Oh yeah, and easily. was in the top ten. It was it was number one for like. Three months. It was it was in the theater. Well forever. into February. I saw I saw this movie very late. Yeah. In in its theater lifespan. Uh I was kind of hoping to avoid it. And I was hanging out with a kid and his and his parents. You know, how fucking you know, cynical were you? How middle, old were you? I was in middle school. I had to have and been in even middle at school. That tender age. And even then. But you know what I'm dealing with then hmm. at middle school is like this is for babies. This is for you know uh-huh. I'm I, I don't need to watch kids movies like this. That's a good point. And so I kind of had I went into it with a chip on my shoulder. So it was interesting going back and watching it again mm-hmm. now almost 40 years old, going back and watching this movie and feeling kind of vindicated in some of the points that I felt. Like, I was like, wow, as a kid, I kind of had it together. Like, I kind of... But then also, all right, you know what? There is a there there is an element to this movie that I do enjoy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it works on, on a lot of levels. Well, which I've never admitted before. <laughs> so so this, <laughs> this was a big step for me. Lay down on the couch, Joe, and yeah. tell, us, tell us how you really Why feel. Why are you unzipping my pants? <laughs> <laughs> Just let it happen. <laughs> No, um, it works on a lot of levels because um, it, it, it's kind of a fantasy that we all have. And I was I was watching this with a girl the other day, uh, preparing for this, and she was like, I, "I had this fantasy like you you just wake up in the morning and your family's gone, especially uh-huh. when you're at that age where they're kind of pissing you off. Yeah. You're coming into your own. You don't want to hang out with your parents anymore, uh, especially your siblings." See, here's the problem. I'm going to cut you off right there, but and, but just stick a pin in that. 
it wasn't that like he didn't want to hang out with his family. He wanted to. Like that's the the problem was like he wanted to watch the movie in the living room, but his uncle wouldn't let him. True. Uh, you know what? The villain of this movie, not Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern, it's that fucking dickhead uncle of his. Dude, I know. That uncle of his is a fucking is, I is a what motherfucker. An, what an ass he was. Like he he totally. All right, this movie would have ended like two times before they even left for France. And one <laughs> yep. of those is when the uncle, like, you know, the kid starts fighting with his brother and, you know, what spills, what, the, spills the cola. Yep. The cola gets spilled on the uncle's uh, lap and he gets up and he's like, look what you did, you little, you little jerk. jerk. <laughs> if yeah. I was Kevin McAllister's father, if I was Papa McAllister, Nobody. that's when I turn to my fucking, my, the uncle and go, Oh, okay, listen, motherfucker. Yep. Nobody speaks to my children like that. You're, you're staying where tonight before uh-huh. the flight? Because <laughs> you're not right. staying here. You can get you and your fucking mouth-breathing children <laughs> out of my fucking house. A little pisser. I'll deal with my kid. You know what? You deal with yours. You bring up an interesting point, uh, or at least you remind me of something, and it's uh, I, I even watching this again. What is the relationship between all of these kids and... Because uh, they way outnumber the adults in yes. this movie. Yeah, and. I thought maybe like I just missed it watching it, you know, when I was a kid, wasn't paying attention to it. It wasn't a priority. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna consciously pay attention and try to figure out who who belongs to who. Uh-huh. I still can't tell. I have no idea who belongs to. Are they running like a foster home here? Are are some of the parents dead? Kevin they- Kevin has uh I believe if I counted correctly, Kevin has two sisters and a brother. A buddy, or what's the yeah, whatever buzz, 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 yeah, Yeah, whatever. The the kid, the kid who is obviously the 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 inspiration for Rex in Toy Story. I was just gonna say, like he looks like him, he talks like him, totally freckles. Uh, He's my favorite. So no, you have the the oldest, Mm -hmm. the oldest sister who was the one that was counting heads and stuff outside before. And and then you've got the uh, the other sister who's like you can't pack for yourself. Yep. The French call you les, les whatever incompetent. les incompetent. Uh, and then he's got the brother. Everybody else are his cousins. Yeah. Well, he calls out a couple of the cousins. I know Fuller is a little <laughs> little the, the bedwetter. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Who is actually Kieran Culkin, his uh, little brother in real life. What? That's fucking. Karen that was Wallace Cul- Wells. Yep, that's Wallace Holy Wells. Holy shit! You had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't even. Man. I didn't recognize him at all. I forgot about it until I saw him smile with those big glasses on. I was like, Wow, oh, yeah, it's little Culkin. Holy shit, little Culkin. Oh my god. But yeah, they didn't really uh, explain why there's all these. There's kids this running around. really quick, like, just blink and you miss it kind of explanation mm-hmm. of who is who is everybody and why they're going on vacation. Catherine O'Hara. Like delivers this thing rapid fucking fire as Joe Pesci's posing as the cop in the house, mm-hmm. and she's trying to explain who everybody is, and like I had to rewind it like twice so I could catch everything she was saying because I still didn't buy, I didn't catch. Okay, why were they going to France? Who was it that was going to France? Whose family was in America and now they're going back? Like, what the fuck is going on? Uh, and so yeah, I had to go back a and, couple times to try to figure it out. What did you surmise? The uncle lived in France. He worked in France. Okay, and his family. Like he still has some daughters who were going to school in France, so he was t- they were taking the whole family to France yep. to spend the holidays with them. That sounds familiar. Yeah. Okay. All right. But still, I have no idea who belongs to Lulu. Yeah. I, and yeah. They still weren't very clear. The fact about that. that we've had to do this, like you know, math and and draw it out on paper. Um, although ultimately, it doesn't really matter. Uh-huh. It, it sets up the. Uh, okay. Here, here's where I'm going to defend this movie a little bit because uh, I remember hearing the premise, and you know, a kid gets home alone. Parents leave them behind, and you're like, "How could that ever happen?" Like, uh-huh. I came from a nice, loving family, and but there were only three of us. And then you're like, "Okay, twelve kids, 
I could see how somebody could lose. They woke up. They woke up late. They were in a rush. Everyone's in a rush. And then something I caught that I didn't catch when I saw it the first few times. The little kid who was going through the luggage. I caught that. Yeah, because they're loading up in the van, and there's the one neighbor kid who's like Uh interrogating the bus driver. He's in there. She taps him on the back of the head. Doesn't see him. She thinks he's Kevin. Blah blah blah. Uh But no, the fact that his ticket, Kevin's ticket, gets thrown away when he spills the coke. Did you notice that? I didn't. So the coke gets spilled. Uh, everyone's up you know, and around, you know, and and, and scrambling. And um, the father like grabs some paper. Oh, that's towels. why they. Yeah, that's why they showed the shot. Like, because I thought I was like, mm-hmm. wow, that's a really weird, distinct shot, right? Of a bunch of like, <laughs> why go through the trouble? Uh, yeah, of, to of, set that up of tablecloth going into the trash. Yeah, can. they show it, and and it's 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 slight and happens so quickly. But like Kevin's plane ticket gets thrown away, huh? Which is which. It kind of leads to, okay, well, that's why they didn't notice it, because all the tickets were accounted for, the headcount was accounted for. I thought they did a really good job of, okay, this is now a plausible scenario. Yeah. Lots of people rushing to catch a plane, um, and it kind of takes Catherine O'Hara away from being just like a horrible the worst, mother. The worst mother, which she is. No, which, she's not. No, she no, no, feels no, no, no. so horrible. No, no, they are Show the still, shit that she goes through to, are, to come back what, to him. What shit? What shit does she go through? Let's, well, first of all, they all give up their, their pair's vacation. There's like 12 of them going. No, 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 no. I just want to know what Catherine O'Hara him, herself went through. Like, you, you make it seem like it's an ordeal. Like, uh, like, we're talking about Father's Day. The movie Father's Day, right. where we talk about like what that dude went through to try to get his son back. I <laughs> know, poor guy. Uh, now we compare that just to what stuck Ka- in the shitter. Catherine O'Hara just, you know, she flew a lot, no, and then yeah, she rode right. in a truck with with John Candy, listening to polka music. Yeah, I know. So, but still, it not really the wasn't way a whole lot to spend. No, you're. I feel like no, no, no. I feel like a. You're you're kind of a bad mom. <laughs> if you forget any of your children, like you don't actually make your own like count. Like, okay, do we have all the kids? We do. Let's go. Especially when he was such a, like causing such a fucking row the night before. That's true. You're really going to forget the mouthiest child that you have. <laughs> but at the same time, the daughter was doing the head count, and and when you're in large situ- situations like that, like you you tend to uh, depend on. All right, you're right. I'm kind of grasping. No, 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 no. I I can see where you're coming from. I'm it's, not I'm not trying to shoot you down. It's semi plausible, but this could but happen. at the same time, I'm also kind of of the camp that Catherine O'Hara kind of isn't the best mom in the world. <laughs> She's kind of not the best mom in the world because and and I'm not just going to the fact that she forgot him there's also the part where he's like you know no one in this family likes me or da 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 and she's like well then maybe you should ask Santa for another family and then when he's like well you know what maybe I don't want a family at all she's like I hope you don't mean no listen you kind of egged this on yeah. By saying what you said to a child, you're now arguing with an eight year old child. He was being a little dick, though. He was. They were. He was being very disrespectful. And, he, and here's the thing: shockingly, everybody in this movie is the worst person in the world. <laughs> like, no, seriously, everybody in this movie. This family is a bunch of fucking dicks. Like, they they're kind of a bunch of dicks. All right. All right. Uh, the uh, the the whole thing about like you know just people running rampant in the house and you know the the kid mouthing back to his mom dude and like the uncle saying you're a little f- you little jerk there's a cop and the father not fucking sticking up for him yeah yeah part. there's a there's cop a police in your officer house. standing in the foyer and everyone is like dismissive of him like, yes he we don't know at the point that it's not an actual cop for all they know like here's a police officer yeah. trying to and and they're just walking past him and completely oh, yeah. ignoring him. You're making a strong case here. No, I mean <laughs> you're winning just, me over a little I, bit. I'm not trying to win you over because you know no, I'm with you watching now. this movie again, I did enjoy it. Uh, oh, for oh. The, for the most part, I don't. 
We got it on I, tape. You I heard still it, don't. Folks. I still don't like Macaulay Culkin. All right. Like I, I really That's couldn't fair. stand him in this movie. <laughs> I wish they could have found another kid to throw in this. Because you were a child actor, and I'm sure. No, well, I really you wasn't a child actor. Well, I wasn't even in theater at the point when this yeah. movie came out. But yeah. still, you you had the you had the magic in you, Joe. And I'm sure oh you were God. sitting there watching it, thinking, oh my I could God. fucking act circles around this kid. Huh. And you probably could have. But I was way older. <laughs> I was way older yeah, than I this guess. kid. When did this come out? 90, so... In 90, yeah. Uh, so I was like 13, 13, junior 14 years us. old. That sounds about right. Uh, now, I I did like a lot of the other stuff that happened in this movie. As far as what, you know, with the family, I thought it was like these people were the dumbest people in the world. Now, I did try to take into consideration <laughs> like we were living in a time where cell phones weren't like... They weren't Thank the you. thing. I... So you couldn't just call a fucking cell phone. You needed to get to a pay phone. This movie doesn't exist in 2014. No. Like, because this all would have been solved in the first act with a, with a cell phone call. Well, this all would have been solved or the internet if if Kevin had just fucking when which is a really weird like there's a weird fucking leap in this movie a Mm. logical leap that I still didn't quite follow where Kevin almost gets hit by the van that's being driven by the wet bandits. Oh, yeah. And uh, and Joe Pesci's like, you better be careful, you know, watch where you're walking or something like that. He sees the gold tooth. And he sees the gold tooth and Kevin runs home. Like he runs away and like that's how he pieces together these guys are going to try to rob my house. How did we come to that? How did he come to that conclusion? Yeah, because he just saw the gold tooth as yeah. Joe Pesci as the cop. Yeah. I, I think it was more uh, stranger danger. Like he sensed that there was something wrong. You know, how kids have a little intuition. I, I guess. I don't, I don't know that he was logically piecing together this guy's. This he's not who he claims to be. He must be, you know, scoping the place. I, I just think he uh, he saw something that uh, you know kids get a vibe. There's a there's a book called the, the Gift of Fear, and it's uh, it's something it's it's so when all like primordial. Fight, he went fight or flight. Yeah, yeah exactly. So he I, shut down. I I get him I get him running away. It just seemed like from that point, like right. he immediately knew like these guys are gonna break into my house. I need to put some mannequins together in like a a, okay. a, a Michael Jordan standee and make it look like I've got a party going on. Obviously, this doesn't play out this way in real life. Right, like this kid gets killed or uh, well, locked does, in the basement or something. While or we or the or the kid instead of going to like church to prepare for the defense of his home instead of going to church or you know he could have gone to the fucking police department the, oh my god thank you been like hey uh these guys are playing <laughs> i yeah. love that little bit of of, of, the, of information that joe pesci lays out he's like we're gonna come back at nine, nine? o'clock I know, I know. <laughs> at 9 p.m when it's I'm like who the fuck okay it's a these kids are the, movie the most punctual uh, <laughs> robbers ever like, and they were they were right on time i know yeah the, the clock goes off and there they are so kevin like he why didn't he go to the fucking police department uh, yeah again this hey, all guys. could have been solved hey uh i have some intel i'm home alone and uh yeah, there's, there's some some burglars that have been coming around that I've, right. been, I've been fooling them the last couple of days, but I think the jig's up. Uh-huh. They're gonna be here. They said they're gonna be here at nine, so maybe show up quarter till eight. You know? Yeah, I, and I think that's what I said in my note. I'm like, why didn't Kevin like call the cops and report? Like, yeah, even go to the neighbor's house and call the cops and report a robbery at like eight. Yeah. 50? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that way, by the time the cops got there, they catch... Yeah, could Kevin have not have called 911 himself yeah. at 8.55 so they would be there to catch the bandits in the act? <laughs> there you go. Uh, but instead, he's... He, he, he And he's like a time bandit, too, because what he does in that half an hour from the time he goes to the church to the time and they show up... Back. Like, it would have taken me an entire day to set all that shit it's up. It's my house. I have to defend, to defend it. it. He's got the shotgun, the little BB gun. Yeah. <sighs> Which, honestly, though, that's where the movie picks up. For me, yeah, and I think it's, I think it's, I think it's the Three Stooges fan in me. Oh yeah, that like all the slapstick stuff. I was re- like, I, I was laughing like a fucking fiend at the radio station while I was watching this. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, when Joe Pesci, he's getting kicked in the, bu- he's getting shot in the balls. It's he's you know the 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 hot. 
the hot uh, uh, the, the uh, iron doorknob, around the, the doorknob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where he does the it's the the Raiders of the Lost Ark it, thing. He's got yeah. the the McAllister M on yep. his hand. <laughs> it's so funny. Daniel Stern, the fact that Daniel oh Stern God. in the basement loses his shoes to tar on the steps but then continues to try to climb the steps. He Joe, doesn't just turn around at that point. Joe, that shot of like the nail slowly in the going into his foot, it was like that scene in uh, Saving Private Ryan where where uh, where Earn it. Adam Adam no no where Earn Adam this. Goldblum uh, oh, was is, it where he's like, being, and he's uh, like, no, 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 don't, 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 don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, shh, 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 shh. It's oh. so, like, creepy. Oh. I had flashback to that. Maybe that's, that's my, my that, that part is, is my least favorite part of that movie because it's oh, yeah. so gr- it's, awful. it's so real and, like, oh, it's nightmarish. And Jeremy, what's his name, is just sitting, like, uh, crying in the uh, on the stairs. He can't do anything. Yeah. You know? oh. Jeremy, Jeremy Davis? Davies? I don't know. Jeremy yeah, Renner. Up him. Up him. <laughs> um, where was I going with this? I don't know. Uh, oh yeah, so I'm with you. I like that third act. Oh, that he does a like lot a in, in in just a half hour. He does a lot, and I, I think that part of the movie is successful. You know, obviously you liked it, and you don't even like this movie um, because it's that right mix of kind of pain to comedy to yeah. like there are things that are happening to them, but there's they're not really quite in lethal. Uh, danger, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That nobody's gonna get killed. Yeah, and that's where the. You ever seen the? Have you seen any of the sequels? Yes, I've seen. I've seen two, mm-hmm. and I think I've seen three. Where, where, that didn't have Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, it's like a completely different family. Yeah, in are they in? No, they're not in New York. Part Dude, two was in New York. Yeah, part two is in New York. The problem with part two that I had. Well, there's a lot of problems it's the with same part movie. two. It's the exact same movie uh-huh. and just not done nearly as well. And I think they tried to. They really tried to up the ante. Like, oh, all the you know, he gets his head. Set on fire in the first one. Well, we're gonna do even worse things to him. Yeah, to the point where, like, n- now these guys are in danger of like losing their lives. Oh yeah, and it's like, oh yeah, it, it's not funny anymore. Mm-mm. It's 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 just malicious. It really is. Yeah, mean, mean spirited. It is very mean spirited. It's and like Kevin McAllister. You knew he was gonna grow up and become Jigsaw. Skin cats. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Try to make a, a skin suit out of. I want to play a game. It rubs the lotion on my skin. My parents left me when they went to France, <laughs> and now I'm this man. Um, Ooh, you know, this could be a good uh, prequel for for the Joker. This is how the Joker came to be. He tells <laughs> that story about his dad. So? Yeah. You know how I got these scars? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> these guys named the Wet Bandits came to my house. The Sticky Bandits. They tried to rob me. No, I'm going with the first one. <laughs> I know, I know. God damn it. Uh, no, so the uh, the John Williams score was funny. Just like straight off the bat hearing that John Williams score. I was like, awesome. it's John Williams. I had no idea he was working with fucking Chris Columbus this early on. Uh, oh yeah, because what else did he do? Because he did Harry, Harry Potter. Potter movies. Yeah, he did the Harry That's Potter true. movies. Oh, absolutely. No, uh, that score has always been synonymous for me with this movie. Like, I can't think of Home Alone without hearing that. Why the lowercase e at the end of Alone in the in you the know, title? I have no idea. I don't know. I, that's always kind of bugged me too. Yeah. Uh, I, I I there's nothing clever about it, or or, or maybe we're missing something. Uh huh. But I don't think so. Well, we <laughs> I I missed the the whole uh, plane ticket thing, so. That's true. It could be. Maybe lowercase e's just look better. Um, God, <laughs> what, what else was there about this movie? Oh, yeah, let's see. It, it's tough for me. It's tough watching a movie like this, and I know it's all about suspending disbelief. And you know, it's a family film mm-hmm. for the most part. The language is pretty coarse in this for for being a, a family film. Yeah, you think so? Especially a movie that was coming out in the '90s, where there was kind of this, you know, this tried they try to return to like family values and film and stuff. Where's their language? Like, oh my God! Like, there's uh, Daniel Stern when he loses his shoe in the doggy door. He drops it. He's bomb. He, he goes shit. Yeah, uh, that's and about then, it. Like you got Kevin who's like this family sucks. Yeah, he calls them jerks, and but I mean, there's he's not cursing. 
It's still PG, right? I'm, it's a PG I'm, movie. Just, yeah. I'm just saying it was hard for me to sympathize with little Kevin. <laughs> I did Because hear... he's like, you know, this family sucks. You guys, I was like, what? Dude? Well, Take yes, it. that's how he is at the beginning Take of the movie. He goes on a journey. He doesn't go on a journey. He, he just does loses go on a everything. Journey. And he can't. He suddenly runs out of money and he can't feed himself. And no. these burglars start coming in the house and he realizes he needs his family to protect him. He was doing just because fine. Because he proves what his family no. thought. He proves what his family <laughs> thought that he was useless on his own. No, he came Because he the... needed the old man to save him. He came to the realiza- realization that he really misses his family. He wanted his family back before the burglars even came on. Yeah. He was doing fine. He was going grocery shopping. He fucking cooked a Christmas meal for himself. Mac and cheese. A little mac and cheese. Yeah, I know. A little microwave <laughs> mac you? and cheese. And then he doesn't even take a bite. Like, I'm wa- I'm sitting there watching it, and uh, and he, he sits down, and he does a little prayer, and he starts uh-huh. to, he picks up his fork, and then the clock goes the off. The clock oh, strikes. It's nine o'clock. And he just gets up and leaves it. And I'm like, He's dude, like, you're time, not going to take one bite? Time to kick some ass. Yeah, but you, you can't fend off burglars on an empty stomach, little boy. Yeah. I guess he did. Get that mac and cheese. Um, I don't know why that bugs me. Like that's a sticking point for probably me. Probably because you like mac and cheese. I do, and it shouldn't go to mac waste. And but you know what? I'm all about the uh, the gourmet the base. mac and cheese. I'm all about that base. <laughs> no trouble. <laughs> I'm all about the uh, gourmet mac and cheese with the Gruyere, or however you pronounce that. <laughs> you know, they put the little truffles on. Oh top. hell yeah, 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 yeah. It's gourmet. Wow. Um, what else about this movie? Uh, I, I didn't. I didn't really make a whole lot of notes here. We haven't really touched on Joe. You. You. Um, th- this would be a fun game for somebody to do. Uh, somebody who's listened to the, all the episodes, I'd love to get a count as to how many times you've uh, you've evoked Chekhov's gun, the theory of Chekhov's gun. A lot. This a movie lot. could have been called Chekhov Gun, the movie, <laughs> <laughs> because everything that you see early on, every like the the, the VHS movie that he has with uh-huh. the the fake movie on it. Yeah. Um, Keep the change, you <laughs> filthy animal. I I actually thought that was a real movie. Uh, oh, back, you did back in the day. Yeah, it wasn't until a couple years ago. I was like. That's not even that's not that's not a real movie. Nah. They invented that, yeah, especially they, when they came out with part two, and it was that same guy in another movie. Oh, was it? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. God, I don't even it remember like that. It was like the sequel to the fake movie within a movie. As few times as I've seen Home Alone, I've seen Home Alone two even less. Yeah, I know there's no. some woman with pigeons. Uh, it's got uh, what's his name in it? Um, it's got uh, Frankenweiner from uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Not oh. Frankenweiner. Oh, Tim Tim Curry. Yeah, Tim Curry's in it. Oh wow, he's the bellhop who's uh, who's onto his his ruse. Gotcha. It's not a good movie. It does not deserve to be it seen it, it, by anybody, really. I, <laughs> Jeff, well, Jeff's over here shrugging. I guess. I guess. He's a fan. Oh, you like it, Jeff? I did. You like the second one? I got the Talkback Boy thingy. Oh, that's right. That was the version of the VHS oh, movie oh where, gosh. and he slows down his voice. Hi, this is Mr. McAllister. Oh my God. <laughs> Wow. So so this is a movie that you really that you've loved for a long time. You really. You know. I, I I still do. Even watching it again the other day, and. I will I will grant you all of its faults. I will grant you that Macaulay Culkin, not the best child actor by today's standards, but it just does everything so right. Mm-hmm. Um, th- again, it's it's that uh, you know that wish that we all we all have sometimes. We all wish we'd wake up and everyone would fucking just leave us alone. Then I can have my. House I just have this Nintendo. like I have the fantasy of like I I just. I want to like defend someplace from like criminals. That's kind of that's fun my, too. It's my diehard fantasy, and we that's why I that call fantasy. this movie. This movie's diehard for kids. Yeah, it, no, it, it absolutely is. It re- it really is diehard for kids, but they just haven't put anybody else in peril except for this this little boy. Um, but, but then it's got the sweetheart with it, and it's, uh, the 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 next door neighbor who he thinks is a killer, and uh-huh. they they kind of confront and each they other. Have that, that that moment in the church, he teaches him something about fear, and and Kevin overcomes his own fear. Remember the uh-huh. furnace that yeah. that's in the basement that he's, he's afraid shut of. Shut up. Yep, see, he faces his fears, yeah, and so then he, he... He told the guy, he's like, I used to be scared of the furnace in my basement, <laughs> but then I realized that it, it's only scary if I don't turn the lights on, so I turn on the lights, and you know what? It's not as scary. That's too real, Joe. Even what you're doing <laughs> right now is a little too good. 
uh, I like the old man. I like oh, that yeah, old man character. Great. I was wondering where the fuck he was while Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern were screaming their fucking heads off outside right? the McAllister house. Yeah, he really house. took his time uh, getting his boots on. Well, you know, he's an old guy. It takes <laughs> you got to lace up one at a time. Yeah, he's got to get up those stairs. Got that shovel. Whose house was that? Th- his house then that that the, the wet bandits had already gotten into. Yeah, no, no, because he was the next door neighbor. That's right. Uh, that's right. And Kevin had run across the street. Okay, uh, okay. Yeah, that was the house across the street. Okay, the, that they already okay, got. Okay, so well, how did that work? <laughs> like I know. they called the cops. The cops came and hauled away the wet bandits. Like, did was Kevin on the scene? Did the old man get Kevin home? And the old man posed as like, "Yeah, well, I found these guys walking around the house or whatever." Um, That's true. There's yeah. that, and then there's the cleanup. Yeah, the cops re- never really asked like, "Where are your parents? Where are your parents? Who's your guardian? Yeah, yeah. Why? Uh, why are you here? Why are you home alone? <laughs> Roll credits." <laughs> uh, the uh, no. So there's that, and then you think about like the cleanup. That Kevin had to fucking do. Right. Because I, I like to imagine his family coming home to get back to him and they, you know, they're slipping on the steps yep. to get up to the house. Because there's no way he couldn't have just like de-iced all that shit. Yeah. Well, he did have the evening. You think he did that? <laughs> well, you think he spent the rest of the night? Apparently he, he can control time yes. and do stuff in half an hour he that it really would take can. the rest of us he's, all he's, day to do. He's a time lord. <laughs> he's the next Doctor Who. Uh, now, this was a fun movie to come back to. It, it, it fun was fun. Movie. I had a good time with it. Yeah. And, and it, it, it had some moments of heart that I enjoyed. Of course. Uh, John Candy. I Just as, uh, you know what, as much as I liked him back in the day, watching it again, I'm like, I fucking love this guy. I miss him so much. He's basically playing like the same character he plays in Trains. Planes and planes, trains, planes, planes trains, trains, and automobiles. automobiles. Yeah. yeah, but so lovable. Oh, absolutely, yeah. and and he's only in it for just a little bit. Uh, kind of unnecessary, really. Uh huh. <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's just. It, it, what, what's funny is, I had thought for the longest time that she had flown from France to DFW, right? And then she got in the truck nope. and drove up, and I was like, that's not going to make any sense because the guy's like, well, we can get you on a flight tomorrow. I'm like, fucking wait, because. You'll get there still faster at the exact same time. Yeah, and in fact, that's how it turned that's out. How it the turned out with the, the rest family. of the family. Yeah. And John heard, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know that that flight that was the next day that you didn't want to get on. Ha ha ha! How you doing, champ? What happened like to him? these people are so he he was in the first Sharknado. Oh my God, he was he yeah. was the old drug guy. He was guy the, at the old bar. drug guy in the bar. Uh, yeah, that's what's happened to him. The mighty have fallen. It was uh, the mighty. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's pretty. I don't know, man. Okay. Uh, so no, I I and and again when they get home, the fact that like. His his father's so fucking calm about it. Nah, hey man. Like, I felt like John Hurd was way too calm the entire movie. He had about to... leaving a fucking eight year old child alone at home. No, but that's he was like, but... hey, there's not, there's nothing we could do. He's alone. He was trying to be. He was trying to offset how panicked uh, Catherine O'Hara was. You're allowed to be panicked if you leave an eight year old child alone. I know, alone but at you the, know how house. women are. They're all emotion, and somebody's got to like, like. Uh, step one is calm your woman down. Uh-huh. Step two is deal with the situation. Step three and is profit. Step three, profit. So. You do you do you feel like what I wanted to see as the aftermath of this movie is uh-huh. like the amount of ass kissing going on with his with his family with his parents right. about leaving him home alone? Oh, you know like, he's going to be milking that shit for oh, the next eighteen years. But yeah, I guess I could do that, guys. But remember that time you left <laughs> yeah, me exactly <laughs> feeling fucking guilty for like the next twenty years. Oh, you need that. me to pick my room up? Well, maybe you should have picked me, me up, up before, before you went you to France. Left. <laughs> I love that the uncle and the aunt, like totally, they like those people totally stayed. So wait a minute, because all no. of those fucking all of those kids, no, they came back, came didn't back they? home, but the aunt and uncle weren't there. Uh, what? No, the aunt and uncle were not there at the end of the movie. You know, I can't remember them being there, so you might be right. Holy shit! 
Wow. Well, you know, and that's the other thing that sucks. I'm thinking about, okay, it sucks for, for Kevin. He was home alone for, what, three days or whatever. Uh-huh. Sucks for Catherine O'Hara. She's fearing for her child. Who knows what could happen? I'm he could be dead. Bullets. I'm Swe- like, this fucking. <laughs> Is it the beer? Yeah, the banana bread beer? I think it's, I think it's the beer. Because you? I have no alcohol tolerance. Oh, oh, oh good to know. Take advantage of you sometime. I'm going to get you pregnant. <laughs> um, don't spit on the microphone. Don't spit on the microphone. <laughs> oh, shit. Get him a bucket, Jeff. Oh, my God. You Sorry. cannot do that. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, my God. All right. Go ahead. I forgot what I was saying. Oh, no, no. Okay. So sucks for the, the immediate people involved. But if you're one of those other 10 kids who's uh-huh. like, they just want to go on a vacation. They've been yeah. maybe they've been excited about this all they, year. They've been flying for, forward to it for about eighteen yes. hours. Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, they just got there and then oh no, sorry, cock tease. You got to go right back to America and then no Christmas basically for you. How how is it that did they fly? Like I guess you could fly straight from O'Hare. Yeah. to to direct France. Yep. Yeah, it's like a ten hour, eleven hour flight. Sure. Okay, yeah, because yeah. I'm thinking like there's a connection. Like there wasn't a point where they connected at like JFK, either that or London, and then from London to yeah. Paris. But uh, and there might have been <laughs> where there could have been a little bit more time to be like, oh, hey, we lost one of our kids. <laughs> Let's do another head count. Uh, all right. Oh, that's the other thing. I like when they're getting on the plane and they're rushed. Uh-huh. This is another one of those pre nine eleven moments. Yeah, where the, the the she doesn't even like look at the boarding ticket. She's just like, oh, you made it just in time. Just go ahead and pick a seat. Just go on just in. Find a seat that's empty. And, yeah. and you know. Oh no, there like wasn't counting. that. One, two, three. You talked ah. about the people that you felt sorry for. I feel sorry for the people flying in coach because wh- who the fuck. Is like the parents flew first class. Both sets of parents flew first class, <laughs> yeah. and they left their uh, like ten children in fucking coach. One of them is a known pisser. Yeah, who just probably just wet up uh, row eleven B. So, so could you imagine like the nightmare it was for the other people flying in coach? <laughs> That's a good point. With all these ch- these kids with no fucking guardian. Where are your parents? I don't know. Yeah, they're, they're out in front. Yeah, <laughs> mommy's getting a. Well, never mind. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Uh, do, you, do you have anything else about this movie? I've, got, I've gone through see. all my notes on this thing. Um, setting up traps. Paris vacation is ruined. Oh, yeah, dude. How much does it cost to send 12 people to Paris? First of all, the flights are like $1,500 a piece, like uh-huh. round trip. Yeah. For 12 people, do the math on that. And then that doesn't even count like what you're doing, meals and well, accommodations. You, you and saw where they were living, though. This you saw is the, the house they were that living huge, in. like three And then the mm-hmm. fact that we opened up the first scene with a kid walking in, and he's like, all right, that's going to be $140 for the pizza. I know, right? And no. like the dude's like, huh, all right, cool. My wife will take it. Like, dude, if you came into my door and you were like, okay, $120 for pizza, <laughs> they, are you, you're going to have to take this back. I'll suck your dick for pizza. You're going <laughs> to have to take this back. I have a hard time ordering pizza if it's over 15 bucks. That's true. But it is just you. You're not feeding a family yeah, of, of yeah. 12. Um, but yeah, that, that's a, that's a six-figure vacation yeah, for everybody. Easily, and easily. Uh, nobody seems concerned about it. But I guess, you know, it's all about Christmas and, and what well, really matters. Well, it's all matters. about Christmas, but I think they not do. Killing I think, your child. And here I am defending this movie. I think they explain it enough. With like even with Joe Pesci and he's like that's our silver tuna yeah you know that house is it that's why we took this job so they're obviously in a well-to-do neighborhood and they are the crown jewel of the neighborhood so you know that's another issue I had um, when do, as, as you're the wet bandits when do you call it quits when do you go to another neighborhood there isn't another adjacent neighborhood with just as wealthy a family that you can fucking bust into here's here's my thing why if you know there's a kid in the house mm-hmm. why. Why? Why? Why even yeah, go? Skip that one, why is right? there this? Why is there this weird sense of pride that we need to get in this house? No, because that's a house with a witness. Why no, would you want to go? You have no idea if like the phone's working at yeah. this house. Why would you? What do if you this? have to kill that kid? Now yeah. you've got a body on your hands. Which they would? Do you think they would have? Do you think that you know? <laughs> in, the, in the Quentin Tarantino R-rated version of Home Alone, <laughs> do you think the Wet Bandits would have offed Kevin McAllister? Uh, they certainly would have strung him up like the Gimp, you know, yeah. in the basement. Ew. Where are you going with this? <laughs> 
Just saying. Uh, uh, the, um, again, this is the, the, the dark version. God, the, the, I don't even think Tarantino would go there. This is the Christopher Nolan. It's an eight-year-old boy. Post-2000. I'm not saying they're doing anything sexual to him. I'm uh, just saying they've uh, got to keep him out of the way. they gotta got to gotta strap him up. Gotcha. Put, put him in the put furnace. Put him in the furnace. They should have put him in the furnace. Wow, they should have threatened been... to put him in the furnace. Yeah. And that's how he got over his You know finger. what? That would have been less creepy than Joe Pesci threatening to bite his finger off. Bite his finger That off. was the one point where I was like, wow, I'm taking it a little too far. Yeah. I understand you've been through some emotional duress, uh, Joe. Joe's going to call him Joe Perry. <laughs> Joe Perry, yes. And Steven Tyler, Aerosmith, just, they're trying to break into your house. Oh, that's my recast. How did you know? <laughs> no, but uh, yeah, when he's like, I'm going to bite your little finger off, you little freak. And, and apparently, I like you, Joe Pesci. <laughs> you like that? Uh-huh, <laughs> I do. <laughs> Yeah, that was the. Uh, apparently, um, he had tr- trouble not cursing on the set. Oh, I'm sure because it's fucking Joe. Uh, damn, I was gonna do it again, Joe Perry, Joe Pesci. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh huh. So he he says fridge like a hundred times. Oh, he says a lot. Movie. Like there's there's a fr- friggin there's friggin there a time friggin friggin where I'm like, oh wow, I thought he came close to doing it. Yeah, but he probably did. Yeah, no, it's Joe Pesci. He's he's pretty <laughs> liberal with the language. Uh huh. But that's uh no, it's a, it's still a good Christmas movie. I think so, in like Sweden or Switzerland, like this is like the national like it's shown. Every year, it's a holiday. It's Home Alone holiday Holy shit. where they watch it. It's, wow. it's, 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 yeah, it's well, they show it every year here somewhere. They do, you know, but it's not like uh, it, it's their Christmas story. You know uh-huh. how we do like the twenty four hours on TNT of yeah. Christmas story. Oh, so they and they show this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, it's all about the Home Alone, all about the McAllisters, baby. <laughs> no Pesci. <laughs> uh, okay, so as far as Christmas movies go, it, would you say that this is your favorite one? Um, you know. Uh, like, do you love this as a Christmas movie as much as I love Die Hard as a Christmas film? I think so. Yeah. I'm trying to, uh, the only other thing that comes close, and, and this is a newer one, but Love Actually, mm-hmm. but that's only been around for just over 10 years now. Yeah. And I, don't, I don't think it's been around long enough to uh, dethrone Home Alone, but yeah. Home Alone's one of those movies that everybody can enjoy. Uh-huh. Uh, who doesn't, besides you, who doesn't like Home Alone? <laughs> I told you, I enjoyed it more this time around. I had yeah. a good time with it. Yeah. Uh, it, it was a bitch finding it. Oh, really? Because yeah. it's not on not Netflix, streaming. it's not on Amazon, it's not on Hulu. And the Pirate Bay got taken Pi- down. Pirate Bay got taken down, but I was able to find this Meta Cafe page <laughs> that was that you could you could stream it on. Oh, Joe, so you should have told I me. Like, I would have. It was given too you the, late. It was HD too late for that. DTS. It was too late. 1080p. No, it's version. cool. I don't need the high def for. for you this. do. You do. I don't. I well, didn't. Here's the thing, Joe. You're only going to see. Is this the last time in your life you will see that movie? No, no. Let's see like, it again. Like I said, I've said this three times now. I enjoyed this movie way more this time around. I wouldn't say that I, I love it, but I enjoyed it more than I, I remember enjoying it. Oh, that's good. So I'll probably watch it again. Oh, nice. I'll probably fast forward through a bunch and just watch the last 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's so, th- but it was a fun, it was a fun holiday movie. I, I did, I did have a good time with it. Yeah, got a little something for everybody. Uh-huh. And then a, no, a nice true. little sweet message at the end. You know what, I like I like that last moment where, um, because th- this is one of those scenes you can easily fuck up. As a director, uh-huh. yeah. When uh, when she finally comes home, Catherine O'Hara, the mother, finally comes home, and and Kevin's there, and she she busts in the front door. Actually, he's not there. He's in, like in another room. He's gone upstairs, she in and she's like, Kevin, Kevin. She's looking around, and uh, she's facing the camera. And in the background, we see him kind of walk into frame, rack focus, back to Kevin. Actually, she turns around. Yeah, no, actually, it's the other way around. He walks down the stairs. She comes in, busting in, and she's uh, looking for him. She's calling his yeah. name, and then he comes running down the stairs because he thinks he's heard her. Yeah, and he looks around. He can't find her. And then you know it's her in the background. She walks into That's the room. That's right. That's and then right. He turns around. You're absolutely no, right. Very is very well done. And then there's that moment, and there's no dialogue, but you can tell like what's going on in everybody's head. Like she's 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 happy. She's elated. And he looks fine. Nothing's been wrong. And then it's like, how is he emotionally? Yeah. Oh, Kevin, I'm so sorry. And he doesn't want to. 
like he, he's elated to see her, but yeah. at the same time, he's still a little pissed that you fucking well, left me because well, you go to Paris. Well, there's that, but but what I got out of it as well was a little bit of a, you know, there's that he wanted his mom, and he was oh, almost absolutely. like yeah. he was almost like he wanted to cry because yes. That's kind of, you know, it's what you want to do when mom is there and you're safe and you just want to like curl up. And, of course. And so I kind of saw some of that, but then yeah. also like the smile, like, all right, we're yeah, good. And then a big, big smile. Hug. Uh, and that was really good, man. That yeah. was really well staged. You know, everybody played it just right. The music pumps in at just mm-hmm. the right moment. John Williams, dude. Yeah. I think that was the only nomination that this movie got was for score and for best sound, uh, yeah. song. Yeah. That's somewhere in my memory song. Oh. And yeah, it holds up. Love it. Yeah, it's it's it was fun. It was fun going back to it. I, I enjoyed it more than I thought I was going to. All right. Yeah. I kind of won you over. Easily. You did. You did. Oh, so it's wh- a Christmas miracle. So what did his my heart grew three <laughs> times that day. Uh, so uh <laughs> So what uh what did this what did Home Alone for you? What did Home Alone do right? What was what did I I guess if you, it's a hard question to ask because if you really if you love the movie like yeah. you do to say like what did it do right? Cuz you're going to be like everything. Uh, but well, what was yeah. it? What did it? Where did it excel the most? I'm gonna I'm gonna call out the the tone of this movie because this is a, this is an easy one to fuck up and difficult to master, but it's 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 unappreciated when it's done well uh-huh. um, because you've got slapstick comedy and yet you have this heartfelt story and you've got kids in it and there's so many moving parts and if one of them goes wrong the whole thing just kind of falls apart. Right. Uh, but the, the a nice consistent tone uh-huh. and, and even there's a moment earlier on in this movie where like Kevin Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin yeah. McAllister. But but I'm trying to think of the actor's name. Macaulay, Macaulay Culkin. Culkin. He breaks the fourth wall. Like when he's like, I made my parents disappear or my family disappear. And then he looks in the camera. I, I made, made my, my family, family disappear. disappear. To be able to do that, to break the fourth wall in a movie like this, uh-huh. where it, it doesn't happen again. You can't do that in a lot of movies yeah. without You're right. You're right. It ruffling doesn't. some feathers. Uh-huh. Um I think I think you get away with it because there's definitely I, I don't... Okay, here's the thing. I think it's probably jarring at first, but I think by the time you get to the third act of this movie, yeah. you're not holding anything like that against this because no, no. it turns into a Looney Tunes cartoon. It, it lives and in And Kevin McAllister's totally Bugs Bunny mm-hmm. in the story of Home Alone. You know, so he's, you know, he's t- he, he does the Bugs Bunny thing where he kind of does his aside to the audience mm-hmm. and then goes through and, like, he's setting up his traps. Uh, but so, it still has that heart. It and does. to be able to mirror, uh, mix those two... Uh, in the same movie. It's hard. Yeah, it yeah, no, it's, it's very tough. It's very tough to, to marry those. Uh, what Where I thought the movie excelled the most, obviously, I didn't quite buy the emotional aspect of the story. No. Um, but I thought, as far as turning a movie into a live-action Looney Tunes cartoon, <laughs> they fucking excelled. Like, they did amazing with that. Yeah. And just going back and watching it again as somebody who's, you know, amateur filmmaker or whatever. Sure. Uh, but to, like, look and watch and see, like, okay, technically... What went into putting this gag together? What what went into doing this? I mean, there's a part where Joe Pesci, he's got flame f- yeah. going on his head. Yeah, like, yeah. You've got an A fucking list actor with a blowtorch blowing fire on his head, and he's not moving. Obviously, safety guy's like, yeah. all right, you're protected from here. Your hat is made of this material yep. or whatever. It won't burn we you, five but don't you fucking move. We've yeah. only got a couple of minutes or a couple seconds, and that's that's it. That's all we've got. Before so computers. Yeah. yeah. So it's pretty impressive, like, the stuff that they, that they did. You know, you point. the the paint cans and falling down the stairs, and it, and it may not have just been it may not have been Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern. I'm sure like the fucking stuntmen earned their pay on this movie. Yeah, but they're doing a but lot of that doing, shit, man. They are. They are doing a lot of it. The tarantula on Daniel Stern's no, face. I, that's where I would have lost the job. <laughs> I, I would have lost the job. It's it, 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 
that may be my favorite scene in the movie uh-huh. uh, as, as far as slapstick comedy goes. Twofold. One, the sh- the shriek, the scream that he lets out <laughs> yes. ah, when he notices a tarantula and then lands on Joe Pesci. Uh-huh. And there's that moment where Joe Pesci comes <laughs> to. He's over him with a crowbar. <laughs> yes, he's, he's like, like, what are you doing? Hold still. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing, Marvin? Hold still, Harry. Yep. <laughs> Just fucking hits the, him in the, the chest. The moment they brought out that fucking tarantula, that's when I've been yeah. like, all right, you're going to have to get somebody else. Yep. I, I quit. Yeah. Uh, a little bit of arachnophobia. That's so fun. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the bigger the spider, the worse that arachnophobia <laughs> is. But but just to g- finish your thought about the, the Warner Brothers cartoon and how they uh-huh. did it all right, yeah. you can see how wrong it can go in a movie like Home Alone 2, yeah. where it's just over the top and it, it doesn't seem funny it's, and it's it more harmful. More, it was a little more mean. You know? Yeah, they, yeah mean they, they, they fell into the trap of it's the sequel, we need to go bigger, we need to go, go more extreme with it. Yep. And you don't. You really don't. Yeah, the crazy dove lady who was basically a stand-in for, for Marley the in the first one. Yeah. It's like, tell a different story. Exactly. Yeah. And it's not very hard, especially if you're in New York. Like, wow, you've got so many things you could do. Yeah. Uh, and you just basically told the same story. Like, there's an old abandoned house that's laid out just like the McAllister home. Are you same kidding? Same exact burglars. What are the chances? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, what did the movie do wrong? Oh, gosh. Be critical. You got to be all critical. All right. Now. All right. Um, well, I mean, it's got to be Macaulay Culkin's <laughs> acting, yeah. unfortunately. As great as he is and as cute as he is, you know what? He, he was like Shirley Temple. He was our Shirley Temple. You go back and watch those Shirley, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Where she's I, I like, wow, well, so. loop dee loop. She's singing songs and I, shit. I guess. She, but she's totally rehearsed. She's she's not feeling anything, but yeah. you're just like, oh, what a cute she's kid. Just she's just She's doing, she's regurgitating exactly. what someone told her. To it's do. like if it were your kids in your house and they were standing on the couch doing their own little play. They're not going to get Oscars, but at the right. same time, oh, look how adorable it is. It'd be Tony's for plays anyway. Oh, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, I agree with you. Obviously, I yeah. agree with you. Uh, Macaulay Culkin, I thought, was where this movie uh, fell a little short. It was the weakest link was the kid that's fucking holding it all together. <laughs> just because, and, and I get what you're saying, but God, I just feel like that's the trap you run into when you do a movie, you do Uncle Buck, and you're like, oh, I like this kid. Yeah. Let's just throw him in this other movie. Mm-hmm. You know what? Audition someone else. Although, I wonder how much of that is Macaulay Culkin's fault and how much of it is Christopher Columbus's fault. Because, yeah. is it well, Christopher it's, Columbus or Chris Columbus? It would, it would, it obviously it does fall on Chris Columbus because it's not like Macaulay Culkin is like, I want this movie, give me the film. <laughs> you know, he was hired by somebody. Right. But, no, but I'm just saying, I don't think he can pull a good performance out of child actors. And we saw that in the first two Harry Potter movies. Yeah, that's true. And then when somebody else stepped in, like real directors stepped in, all of a sudden they're pulling performances. Suddenly they're pulling a good now performance these out. two kids and now have two movies under their belt, so maybe they've gotten a little better. But yeah. still, I, th- I think a lot of that goes to Chris Columbus. I guess you're right. I, I could see your point on that. I agree with you on wow. that. This is my favorite episode ever. Oh, do you? You said you're all right. I agree with you. I'm being objective. No, no. I'm trying to be very objective I appreciate here. It. You're in the Christmas spirit. Uh, all right. So do you have anything else before we get into recasting? I do not think so. Let's do it. All right. So let me uh, let me pull this up here. I'm getting texts. Joe, is this one where we can ping pong or do we have to go in order? Uh, okay. I've got like five people recast. I have ten. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I'll do mine first. Okay, and then I'll good. let I'll let you since this is your film. Okay, I'll uh, I'll let you uh, have the floor. Uh, all right, so I've recast the old man. Yeah. with Harrison Ford. Ooh, nice. Yeah, crotchety old Harrison Ford. Now get off my lawn. Uh, Kevin's mom, played by Maya Rudolph from oh. SNL fame. Oh, she'd be she'd be great in this. I think because she she can carry the the humor as well as mm-hmm. she's got some dramatic chops in her too. Uh the Wet Bandits. Yeah. Played by a couple of gentlemen that we've seen play a a, com- a comedic duo uh as in recently in the interview Seth Rogen and James Franco. <laughs> Holy shit. As the Wet Bandits. Uh <laughs> and then as Kevin, I can't think of any kids 
that I would recast. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is kind of like a Martin Short uh, Clifford, where it's <laughs> a grown adult playing a child. Oh, no. And I went with Andy Samberg as <gasps> Kevin McAllister. Oh, my gosh. Uh-huh. That'd be hilarious. Oh, yeah. He's like, have fun being a stupid family. Now, and do we do it with computers where it's like his face on, on, on a like Captain America? Body? Like, like yeah, the yeah, Captain yeah. America thing? Or or is it more like the Hobbit? <laughs> yeah, where, where they just where do kinda, forced perspective. You know and, what? Uh, I kind of like the idea of him being a full grown man. <laughs> he's just acting he's a tall like a motherfucker. Child. Yeah. yeah it's, it's, I kind of like that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, and this whole thing directed by Akiva Schaefer, who directed Hot Rod, starring oh, Andy Samberg. There you go. Yeah. All right. Part of, part of the Lonely Island with Andy Samberg. Oh, I love that. All right, what do you got? Oh, I'm going to start at the bottom. I went so far as to uh, recast the Pizza Man. You remember the Pizza Man that shows up <laughs> yes. a couple of times? Yeah. And only because um, he struck me uh, as somebody who looked very um, similar to uh, Jim Parsons, who is Sheldon from uh, <laughs> yeah. Big Bang Theory. Just Pizza Man. Go back and watch a movie and then picture uh, Sheldon as the Pizza Man. You'll laugh. Who was heartily. treated unfairly, I think, in this movie. Yeah. The, the pizza guy. Did not deserve the poor treatment that he got. You know what? How did he not call the cops? Because right? that's the first one that Kevin pulls the, uh, uh, the keep the change, you filthy animal, animal with the gunshots, and he runs off. Yeah, you, there should be a SWAT team showing up at this house, like uh, Act 2. Yes. Uh, so Jim Parsons as the pizza man. Old Man Marley. Um, I haven't also ran. And also ran uh, was going to be Clint Eastwood. He'd be great in that role. Uh-huh. But I think somebody better... Is Daniel Day Lewis nice? Oh Boy, my God! Oscar Award winner Daniel Day Lewis is Old Man Mark. I'll drink your milkshake. <laughs> uh, why don't I own this? <laughs> uh, I, I did the aunt and uncle, the uncle who we hate. Um, who hate I, him? Hate him? I, I was reading. Uh, apparently, Kelsey Grammer was supposed to be uh, was supposed to play that role and oh, couldn't wow. do it. Uh, so he he could work, but I like Larry David. He's already oh got God. the look. He's bald. He's crotchety. You can picture him being mean to uh, children. Uh, Larry David as Uncle Frank and as Aunt Leslie. How about Melissa McCarthy? Your favorite. She, The woman kind of resembled Melissa McCarthy. She did. I yeah. know. She's a dead ringer. And uh, she knows comedy, too. So yes, a little meteor role for her. Uh, John Candy, the uh, polka, polka, polka. Rest in peace. What was his name? Uh, uh, I can't remember oh, what his name uh, was. He was the polka king of, yeah. uh, of Chicago. <laughs> and I love how he does that, that whole thing where he's like, no, I thought maybe you'd heard of me. Polka, polka, <laughs> polka. polka. <laughs> um, when I think polka, I think... Of one person. Oh, no. And it's Weird Al Yankovic. So oh, Weird Al Yankovic is no. going to play the John Candy. He doesn't look like him, but he, no, 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 but he that's can make great. it his own. That's really great. Uh, Joe, uh, you and I were on the same page as far as uh, the Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern characters. Because I, too, really? recast James Franco as Daniel Stern. Uh, but instead of, uh, who did you have for the Joe Seth Pesci? Rogen. Seth Rogen. I had Danny McBride. Oh, nice. Danny McBride and James Franco. I definitely would go that way, too. I'd roll them out all the time, but how fucking hilarious would they be? (laughs) Uh, And then um, the father. Peekaboo, motherfucker. (laughs) I'm about to come into your house. (laughs) How awesome would that be? And just the pratfalls that they would have. Oh, I would laugh and laugh. Uh, The mother and father. So I did the father, and they're kind of a a, a duo. Uh Uh, So the father's going to be Ty Burrell from Modern Family. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And Julie Bowen. From Modern Family. Will be Catherine O'Hara. Nice. They have good chemistry together. Absolutely do. And I like Julie Bowen in that role, because uh-huh. she, she can do drama uh, yeah, she and can. comedy. God, uh, I love them in Modern Family. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, they're the highlight. Well, Ed, I, I Ed, think there's a lot of Ed good O'Neill's stuff good in that too. show. There's a lot of good stuff and going on all the kid actors. All of those kids yeah. look for just fucking Atkins. Sophia Vergara's really funny in that. Yeah, she's great, too. Uh, for Macaulay Culkin, I did not go uh, adult, as you did. Um, <laughs> I usually don't go, do Which kids. Is good. It's hard yeah. to find a kid, but uh, I recently watched. Uh, I think I mentioned this on last. You gotta week's make episode. them, Joel. I <laughs> gotta find. Gotta find some. You can't just, you know. Can't oh, just, oh, not literally. You can't you just mean find I have a to... kid. You gotta make them. I got you. I got yeah. you. 
I could I could tell you all about that later. <laughs> uh, so I recently revisited Looper. Uh huh. Remember the little kid? JGL? Yeah. You recast no, 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 JGL no, no, as no, Kevin no, McAllister? <laughs> Joseph Gordon Levitt is <laughs> Kevin McAllister. No, the little kid who um, who grows up to be the Rainmaker. Yeah. And that little kid's name is Pierce Gagnon, I guess is how you say it. But he's such a good actor in that movie. Yeah. Um, he's cute. He's, he's really so good. Funny, but so he's got he's got depth too. That kid he, has got some he depth. He really does. And precocious. And man, I could see him in that role. Hopefully he's not too much older now. We got to get going. <laughs> it's only, only two, three years since Luper came out, right? That's true. That's what I'm yeah, saying. He might still be in that wheelhouse. And uh, all this directed by Ben Stiller, a man who knows drama and. Comedy. Oh yeah, very good, I very good. If you've if you've seen uh, the Secret Life of Walter Mitty, I haven't yet. I think I'm gonna have to watch it over Ooh, Christmas sir. break. Is that yeah. a good Christmas movie? Um, well, it came out Christmas kinda, time last yeah, year. Yeah, it's it's kind of good. There's like one bit. There's one little part in the movie that maybe didn't need to make it to the final cut. Mm-hmm. But other than that. God, I really love it. I've I've got like two Blu-ray copies of it for some reason. You're the one, you're the reason I picked it up. Yeah, uh, on your recommendation. It's so, it's so I'm so blaming good. you if I don't like it. Yeah, no, check it out. All right. Uh, if you've got any thoughts about this movie, Home Alone, uh, you can let us know on our Facebook page where we accept your comments and criticisms. Just go to Facebook, look up the editing bay. You'll find the picture with the girl with the bleeding eyes, and uh, and that's us. That's where you'll you'll tell us what you thought about our our recastings, our thought about our thoughts about the movie, what your thoughts were, how you would recast the film, uh, and also if there's any other movies that you would like us to talk about. That is where you would do it. But we also have a web page where you could see what's going on with us. Right, Joel? We sure do. It is not the editing bay. It's not edit bay. It is simply editingbay.com. Go there. Punch it in. Uh, what we have featured on the website right now uh, and have for the last couple of months and will for another couple of weeks is the Eddie Awards coming uh-huh. up. We've been uh, releasing categories and casting your votes and tallying them up. We've got uh, quite a few people casting votes there. Uh, I've been trying very hard not to peek at the results. I don't want to. I want it to be a surprise. Yeah. When we do our uh, our Eddie Awards episode here, come well, up. How's it, it? How's it going to be a surprise if we've got to tally them up and then? We'll, we're going to do it live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Yeah. Okay. So I'll have right, a laptop cool. here, and we can see the percentages and who voted for what. And uh, but yeah. So so if you haven't done it, I know we've been adding categories, and today we have two new categories, Joe. Uh, where are they on the bottom of the list here? We have. Um, best recast duets. I think this is the last recasting category. Finally. I feel like half of these categories are recast. Um, so duets. These are these are two people paired. That's what that's what duets means. Uh huh. Um, first nomination is uh, for the guilt trip. Instead of uh, Seth Rogen and Barbara Streisand, uh, you cast uh, Helen Mirren and Martin Freeman. Nice. I think that's a strong. I, I agree with my recast. Strong recasting. <laughs> uh, also for Father's Day, instead of Robin Williams and Billy Crystal. You had John C. Riley and Will Ferrell in nice. those roles. I'd love to see that movie. Oh God! Anytime they're together, like can't get I, I, any can, worse. I can be sick of a, I can be sick of Will Ferrell, but you throw John C. Riley into the mix, and I have a blast they're, with it. They're so they, they just feed off of each other. It's yeah. fantastic. Thirteen going on thirty is another one you recast with uh, Leah Michelle from um, what's the singing show? From Glee. Glee. Thank you, and uh, Miles Teller. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that guy. He's great. Have great you seen actor. Whiplash yet? Um, yes, I have. Do you did see it? It was so good, man. I'm gonna see it this weekend. Yeah. I'm really fucking stoked about it. Um, uh, what's his name? The guy who played J. Jonah Jameson. J.K. Simmons. Uh, J.K. Simmons. Fucking amazing. I'm yeah. hearing Oscar buzz. Yeah. Uh, and then the last nominee in that category for best recast du- duets is uh, Jay and Silent Bob. Uh, were recast as Seth Green and Seth Rogen. <laughs> the, that's right, well. the Seth. The Seths. <laughs> uh, and a second category for this week's episode are uh, the best guest hosts. Best guest hosts. Over the last year, we've had several guest hosts, I've and they've all been guest hosting for me, as <laughs> I've been leaving you on occasion. Well, they, it's and also people that have just joined us, right? Uh, one, right? Uh, 
two two episodes two. here where we had uh, where I was involved. Uh, one of them was Howie Eisenhower in our Independence, Independence Day, Day episode. Yeah. Uh, the other one was uh, Katie Evans for the Jingle All the Way episode. Uh-huh. She had some things to say. I think she liked that movie better better than the rest of us. Right? God knows why. The sequel the sequel has been released. By the way, <sighs> are we going to have to do that with Larry the Cable Guy? Yeah, we're going <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> to have to. I, I I do have a morbid curiosity about about that. Me too. Uh, you're gonna have to help me with her last name. April. She did 13 going on 30 with you. Mickey. Mickey. April Mickey. Yep. Yep. I actually really liked that episode. Only because like she agreed with me. Like I felt the same way she it, did. It was it's nice also to have a female perspective. Yes. You know, like having Katie in mm-hmm. and having April in. That mm-hmm. was it was nice. Especially in a movie like that. Uh Luke Hawkins on the your variance episode. Uh our very own Jeff Earnshaw for the draft day episode. Uh-huh. Uh and then finally, of course. Matt Doden for our live Masters of the Live show, show, and he also joined us for, uh, which, didn't he join us It was the one the, right before it was Punisher. Punisher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm, I, he only gets one nomination, so I'm going <laughs> to give it to him for Masters <laughs> oh, of the Universe. Because that was his great showing. Yes. Um, so those categories will be up on the website, also on the Facebook page, but uh, I, I, I'm going to push you to the website. It's easier to tally the votes there, and it's, uh, it's a little prettier. Presentation's a little better. Hey, uh, also remember if you uh, if you download the podcast through you know your iPhone or Android app or whatever, if it's iTunes, I guess that would be iPhone. Uh, go <laughs> ahead and give us give us a rating. Uh, rate us, review us. You know, kind of type out a little bit of uh, of what you thought about uh, about our podcast, and uh, and we may or may not read your uh, your review here. Do you have it up? I, I don't. Did you? you don't. Did we get the name of the person from last week? No, episode? we still haven't. We're looking for Hop Twenty Ninety Nine. Yeah. isn't that what it was? I think so. Got a free T shirt your way if you'll send us a little uh, Facebook message or. Hop twenty nine. How else I'm, you would get in touch? I'm with so us. sorry. I'm I'm going so slowly <laughs> here. Okay. While you're doing that, Joe, while you're looking it up, uh, I failed to mention earlier when you were talking about Die Hard. Um, every now and then we'll have people uh, suggest their own recasts after listening to an episode we did, uh, and I got a couple of good, couple of good ones. Did you? That I thought uh, were better than my own, actually. Cool. Um, buddy Kevin suggested uh, for the John McClane, the the Bruce Willis. He liked uh, either Chris Evans, which I think would be great in that role, or uh, Nathan Fillion. And I was like, yes, bang my head. Why, why didn't I pick one of those? Nathan Fillion maybe five years ago, oh, five, course. six years ago, Nathan Absolutely. Fillion. Yeah, yeah, not, not bloated Nathan Fillion from oh. today. I lo- Listen, I love him. I'll still, I would see him do that. He's just probably not up for it. And then, of course, the Hans Gruber, and I thought about this too, but it was kind of a gimme, was uh, Christoph Waltz as the Hans Gruber character. Oh, he would be a good Hans Gruber. He would be good. It's, it's, it's an easy pick, but uh, again... I, I, he, he would fit perfectly in that role. Okay, Joel, uh, give me, <laughs> give me a number okay. between one and five, but you can't pick three. I was going to say last time I did three. Oh, let's go five. Okay, number five. Uh, okay, this one is written by and and I know him, Doctor <laughs> Anthony Valerino. I know him. I know him. He uh, he titles this funnest movie review podcast. Yay. Look, thanks. I don't know much about movies, but Joe does, and he's hands down the star of the show. <laughs> no, no, keep reading this. This will be great. Uh, we'll leave out the part that's where it. he shit that's, that's it. That's that's the whole. <laughs> that's the whole review. Five stars. Thanks. Uh, he wrote that on October twenty first. Okay. Yeah. So uh, of this year. Yeah, of this year. All right. So thank you, Doctor V. <laughs> um, if if Hop twenty ninety nine doesn't respond, maybe we'll be able to to throw you a t shirt or no, something. No, everybody will get free. Everybody's t-shirt. getting it. Okay. And you get a free t shirt. And you. So Doctor V, uh, go ahead and send us your uh, your size 
go ahead and just send that to me. <laughs> you don't have to put that like on the freaking on the on the Facebook page unless you want to. Yeah. Well, thanks and, for the. And we'll get you hooked up. Thank you for the review. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are no battling egos on this. No, show. No, of course not. Listen, I will I will readily accept that uh, you're the professional. I'm just along for the ride. You let me. Uh, you it's let me not sit. a competition. It's a cooperation. <laughs> I'm I'm the chewy to your Han. <laughs> Oh my God. Can that be uh, nominated for best impersonation? Please, please. yes, <laughs> mark that down. All right, so uh, so next week we continue on with our favorite things. Yeah, and I know you were you were getting out. You're like, hey man, do you know what you want to do? And I'm like, yeah, I've got it kind of down to like these three. Yes. But then maybe we'll do this one because, or maybe this. I still need to work on it. And then I never ended up giving you a title. That's of the all movie. right. I knew you'd, you'd call it an audible. So here's a film that I know I've mentioned in the past on the podcast, but we've never actually talked about it, and I don't think you've ever seen it. Probably not. Uh, it's a little film directed by Neil Marshall, and it's kind of an homage to the films of, uh, you know, uh, the early Kurt Russell movies, uh, the John Carpenter thing, you know, uh. like Escape from New York, and, uh, and like The Thing. And, and there's a little bit of... Uh, uh, a little bit of like 28 days later going on here. It's a little movie that I like to call Doomsday. Doomsday? Oh, I think I know. Wait, when did this come out? This movie came out probably, oh God. Like 80s? Uh, like, no, 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 not the 80s. Recently, right? This movie came okay. out like 2004, yes. 2005 or something. I know which one you're talking yeah. about then. So oh, that's what we're doing. We're going to be doing Doomsday. Huh. Not quite the holiday feel. That's uh, fine. It's more of like a post-apocalyptic thing. But this movie goes through so many tonal changes. Yeah? But Uh-oh. it's so fun. Yeah? It's so fun. As long as you agree to go on the ride with this movie, I'm in. You're uh, you're gonna you're gonna have a good time. So this yeah, will be fun. Neil Marshall's Doomsday, and the reason Neil Marshall's name might sound familiar, he directed the pilot and a couple of episodes of Constantine, the uh, the the television show Constantine. Jeff's a fan, I know. I, I'm a, I'm a fan as well. Are I mean, you as well? It's really well done. Hmm. So Doomsday for next week. Uh, and again, you know, hit us up on the Facebook page if there's anything else that you'd like us to take a look at. Uh, Jeff, thank you for hanging out with us and yeah. uh, and recording us as always. Joel, it's always a good time. Yeah. And uh, and we'll catch you guys next week. Have Thanks. a good one. Thanks. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.